Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Awkward Pals podcast with Crystal and Colton. I am Colton. And I'm Crystal. And today, we've got, uh, we got, some, we got some fun stuff to talk about. Let's start with the new uh, What If episode. Huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That shit was crazy. Yeah, so we're finally we're breaking out into the into the multiverse for real, connecting everything together. About to bring, about to bring together the the guardians of the multiverse. So that's that's pretty exciting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and this is kind of I think we talked about this last time. This is kind of how I expected the finale to go. We'd have like this episode was like the Ultron origin story. And then the mm-hmm. next one was actually bringing together the team. So, but we did we did get like a, a little bit of that already with um with the corrupted Doctor Strange popping up mm-hmm. at the end there. That was surprising. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> certainly the interaction went a lot differently than I thought it would have. Um. Because I was imagining, like, the Watcher trying to put the team together, and he goes to Corrupted Doctor Strange, he's like, hey, so this is gonna be pretty awkward. You know how I said I couldn't help you save your universe and stuff? I kinda need your help to save some universes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, he's, you know, 100% just, he's the one really initiating it here, so... I wonder if that means he'll be, like, the leader of the team, you know? I mean, I'm sure, like, the Watcher will be, but, like, like comparing it to the Avengers, it's like, you know, Nick Fury was above them, but, like, Cap was the leader, right? Yeah. So, like, who who's going to be that Cap role? Will it be Captain Carter? Maybe. I don't know. Didn't Captain... We'll see. Oh, wait, no, I was thinking of Captain Marvel. I was like, didn't Captain Marvel get blasted? That did happen as well. She, uh, so, so that's, that's what's interesting. First of all, they're not super clear on the timeline placement of this episode. It certainly seems like he's kind of, he's kind of been doing his shit for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we know that, uh, Nat and Clint are the only ones left, but based on Thanos arriving with the stones, I'm going to guess. It takes place 2018, but there have to be some other changes as well because we see that um, um, when Ultron goes out and he's like, I got all the Infinity Stones, I I can take over the universe. Um, he goes to uh, the Sovereign and the guard, all the Guardians are there, including Gamora. So... How did Thanos get the Soul Stone in that case? Perhaps in this reality, uh, he had a closer relationship with Nebula, and he threw her off Vormir, right? Mm-hmm. It's possible. Um, you know, there there are certainly other questions of how did he get certain other stones, like um, uh, the Time Stone, you know? I mean, maybe, um, I don't know. 
I maybe it was just kind of sitting around after Ultron had kind of wiped out most life on Earth. There wasn't just really chilling. any sorcerers to protect it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be my guess. You know, obviously it's not really the point of the episode though, because very quickly Ultron just kind of cuts Thanos in half and takes the stones. <laughs> Yeah, and I've, I've seen a lot of people being like, "Well, well, if Ultron could do that in Vision's body, then then why couldn't Vision in Infinity War? Why could well, a uh, he's a superhero. <laughs> he's not going to have that same level of brutality. And B, did you kind of miss his entire like plot in that yeah. movie? He got stabbed, and the the stone didn't work so good. <laughs> on him, right? It I mean, I feel I thought we already had this discussion when um with WandaVision when he like phased through the other vision trying to take the stone from his head. It's like it's like, "Well, why didn't he do that in Infinity War?" Because he couldn't. <laughs> his powers God. were limited. I Yeah. Pay attention to the movies <laughs> you watch. It's not that complicated. Yeah, and and another one I've seen is um, there's been a lot of like, well, Loki said that the Infinity Stones don't work outside their universe. So how is Ultron? Loki never said that. Loki said the Infinity Stones don't work in the TVA. And you and you jumped to that conclusion because that's how it works in the comics. But these aren't the comics. Yeah, that is <laughs> a very different. big leap. Yeah. So, that's another thing that's frustrating me. I've just, I've seen that over and over and over again. They're just supposed to work outside their, outside their universe. That was never established <laughs> here. It's established in the comics. That's it. So. Frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, you know, then these kinds of things just flood you know, all the discussions, and it's like, let's have some better discussions about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we see we see the Watcher come in and, and take a take a fighting role for himself. That armor looked pretty cool. I loved um, I loved just them like punching each other into different universes. Yeah, How, that that was awesome. Yeah, we see the bystanders. How does it look from a bystander perspective? I mean, they suddenly just appear. And then this big robot punches the giant-headed dude, and then they're just gone. (laughs) Right? Some freaky shit. I'd be like, did you you see that? I didn't imagine that, did I? That that was right there? That happened? (laughs) Um, But no, I I love these little glimpses of other other universes we got through that. Um, One where uh, Steve Rogers was getting sworn in as president. Yeah, that one had me dead. I well, was laughing so hard. <laughs> that comes right out of the comics from the from the Ultimate Universe. Uh, Steve Rogers was president, and somehow also Captain America at the same time. Just, like he was he was going out being Captain America, and it's like I don't think, I don't think the president's allowed to just go fight people. <laughs> well, that's true, but the president also isn't Captain America. So. Okay, but also like. <laughs> That seems like a huge, like, national security risk. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, 
like, what happens if, I mean, yeah, the vice president, you know, becomes the president, but you don't want that to happen. You're supposed to try to prevent that from happening. <laughs> That's like a worst case scenario. And, and letting the president go put on a big old red, white, and blue outfit and run out into battle doesn't seem like the best way to prevent that. <laughs> so... But yeah, that is that is straight out of the comics. Um, you know, a lot of these other ones were just like little environments, but there was one I noticed um, where it was a little a little Star Wars Easter egg. Um, was that the one with the uh, floating obelisk thingies? No, it was it was like the, there was like a lava planet, and it like looked exactly like Mustafar. It even had Vader's castle in the back. I must have fucking blinked. <laughs> yeah, it. Here, That's I'll upsetting. Send you, now. I'll send you the picture real quick. Yeah. I can probably just type what if Star Wars and for some reason I had my caps lock on. <laughs> uh, just scream it into Google. No, that's actually not helpful. That Maybe Easter egg? Oh my god. Oh, there we go. Okay, I was like, that. oh, that picture's so tiny. Why... <laughs> Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this I'm sure this great makes for great podcast <laughs> entertainment. There we go, that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> um as a fun little easter egg to put in. Yeah, I enjoyed that whole sequence a ton because I'm such a sucker for, like, looking at new environments and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. fictional environments. So that was just super dope. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and and we we haven't even really touched on uh, Clintonette that much, what they have going on. I thought that was very interesting. They're, they're looking through for, for, you know, their information on Zola. And uh, I thought that was very interesting with the Watcher right there, like, debating whether or not he should interfere. Mm -hmm. He's like, I could. I could do it. I could save us all, you know? Um, and, you know, I certainly think, like, I think you come into something like this and you're like, okay, well, like, obviously the Watcher's going to interfere. But how do you make it so that, you know, it's okay for him to interfere here? but not other times, right? And I think it's very smart with, okay, this is a threat against the entire multiverse, right? He's mm -hmm. not going to interfere in one universe. He needs to let that universe play out as it's going to, but this suddenly affects the entire multiverse, and there will be no multiverse for him to observe if he lets this happen. So yep. it makes perfect sense to me. Um... But yeah, um, their whole thing they had going on Clint with a with a with a robot arm, went around with that. That was that was interesting. Didn't yeah, really address that at all. I liked his little invisibility cloak, and he's just stabbing people with arrows. <laughs> or I say people, he's stabbing Ultron sentries. Little Ultron sentries. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then they go to go to Siberia, which we saw in Civil War, and and I guess there was a there's a backup of Zola there. Which is interesting. We hadn't really heard about the idea of there being Zola backups, which could always leave room for him to return in the in the main universe. Um, there is actually some concept art 
and I, I urge our, our listeners to, to look this up. Um, there's some concept art from Ant-Man of Zola and how they would have done that. Now, what's interesting is in the, um, in the comics, Zola is more of like, like we, like we see the head on the screen, but it's like in the body of a robot type thing. And they had some concept art of maybe more bringing that idea um, to life. I'll send this to you, too. Um, of bringing that concept Whoa. to life in, in Ant-Man. That's pretty cool. Which would have been uh, an interesting way to to bring him back. And so there's, there's always room to do that, right? At any point, if they decide to. So... I hope they do. He's an interesting character. He's been he's been revisited a few times. There's another one that they did where instead of like the slightly more comic accurate head in the body, they had it like his head being projected as the head of the robot in like a hologram, which I'm not as big of a fan of. I'd rather have the the head in the body, but it's cool concept art either way. Yeah, I very um, much so prefer the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's room to bring the character back. I'd like to see him do it. He's an interesting character that I feel like could be explored more just as a villain. Um, perhaps, you know, as like a as like a secondary villain in the next Captain America movie, right? With Sam? Possibly. Um, that'd be fun to see. Like Like, you know, like they always... They always have, like, okay, here's the villain in the opening for the opening action sequence, and it turns out, oh, he's working for the big villain, and now we gotta go do that, right? Yeah, yep. Have Arnhem fill that role. I feel like that could work very well. Um, you know, he's just trying to, like, steal something, and Cap's gotta stop him or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be very interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's cool that they, like wanted to do that in Ant-Man, and then we're just like, nah, it doesn't really fit in. I wonder what role he would have played in Ant-Man, if that were the case. You know, would he have just been, like, one of the potential buyers of the Yellow Jacket? You know, when all those people are coming in? And they had a they had a Hydra person there, so... Yeah, that would make sense. So I think that's... And, and maybe they were just like, ah, eh, that's too much to try to introduce right here. To try to explain this whole robot body thing. It would it would detract from the movie too much, so they were just like, nah. I'm gonna guess that's what happened. Um, but yeah, we we get um, all the Ultron sentries trying to come in. They upload Zola into one of them, um, and then and Clint sacrifice. That was that was something, huh? Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. That was that was really cool. All the all the just. All the Ultrons coming in and just that single shot of, like, one one man against a whole army. Yeah, that, that so shit cool. was awesome. That was wallpaper worthy. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a very similar uh, shot in Endgame. You know, Cap ready to stand against Thanos' whole army just before mm-hmm. the portals come in. Um, which, that one, I really... And, and going back to that part in Endgame, I really thought they were going to go with... Uh, there's this line from the comics that that scene made me think of where Cap is standing alone against Thanos and he basically says something along the lines of um, 
as long as one man stands against you, you do not win. You have not won, or something like that. And I thought he was going to say something like that. But nope, then everyone just came in, and it was one of the coolest scenes in cinematic history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just, the, just the song from that scene, just the song Portals still gives me goosebumps. <laughs> uh, anyway, really, really good episode. Um, yes. Ultron is a way more interesting character than he was in the movie. This felt like a more proper adaptation of the character. Um, cause yeah, Age of Ultron, I think I've said it before, I don't, I don't hate that movie, but it's certainly my least favorite of the four Avengers movies. So, I'm excited to see where this goes, you know, this actually having a, a direct connection now. Um, we'll see, right? See One more episode. One more episode. Ugh, and then we just kind of have to wait for Eternals, huh? Yeah. I mean, we're going to get uh, some of like those making of episodes. One for Black Widow and one for What If the week after. So that'll be nice. Um, yeah, the Black Widow one is on the 20th. The uh, What If one's on the 27th. And then the week after that is Eternals. So there's really only like one week without new some sort of new Marvel content. But we don't really talk about the making ofs on the podcast because there's not much to talk about there but they are interesting to watch i do enjoy watching them um so yeah and i I was wondering actually too like because for the shows it's usually like the week after so it's interesting that what if is so much later um but it seems maybe for movies they're doing they're doing two weeks after the movie comes to disney plus Along those lines, mm-hmm. which at first my thought was, oh, okay, well then maybe the Shang-Chi one will be like on the 24th, but then I realized that's when Hawkeye comes out, so I'd probably want to stagger those a bit, so maybe they will, I don't know. I'm just trying to speculate on when we'll see more of those assembled, because I do, I do like them. Do you watch them? I have not yet. Oh, they're pretty good. They have one for... WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki so far. I have to give them a look-see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about it for What If, for me. Any last comments from you before we move on? No, I did think it was pretty dope, though, how uh, when the Watcher was talking and then Ultron was starting to become aware of him, how he mm-hmm. just, like was kind of looking around there for a second. I thought that scene was pretty cool. Yeah, very very reminiscent of uh of episode 4 when Strange did the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, so uh up next we have uh the new Venom movie, Venom Let There Be Carnage and I'll tell you critics hated it, which means I knew it was going to be great. <laughs> right? It's, yeah. It's just one of those like I I enjoyed it a lot. I maybe not as much as well, I don't know. I probably about the same as the first movie. Probably about the same. Um I like It's just good fun. Too. Yeah, it's it's fun. It doesn't need to take itself too seriously. It Mm-mm. it marketed itself properly this time, right? Mm-hmm. The first one had a huge problem with that where it was it 
advertised itself as a horror movie, and then it was like a buddy cop rom-com. Mm-hmm. And this one really leaned into the rom-com part. <laughs> For real. I mean, Eddie and Venom go through a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Venom has like a like a coming out party where he goes to the rave. Which they were they were not subtle about that at all huh. either, right? He's up on stage, he's like, Eddie is ashamed of us and da, 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 and I'm like Yeah, this is this is, this is pretty gay right here. <laughs> um So I, I I loved that. I loved Tom Hardy's performance. As usual, there was some there were some great parts where he's like, where like when Anne calls and he's like hanging from the roof, yeah, or whatever. That was pretty good. He's like, oh, just, just hanging around, hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but the real the real great performance from this movie, Woody Harrelson, as Cletus Cassidy. Conrad. Yes. Oh my um, God. I mean, Woody Harrelson does not miss. Honestly, he's a great actor. He's a a great actor. Um, And I really thought that um, his whole his whole relationship with uh, with Shriek was was very believable. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that was like like I was like, yeah, like I feel like they genuinely like really love each other, Mm -hmm. Um, which isn't what you usually get from villain relationships. Right. It's usually like. Like, I mean, I, I think of Joker and Harley. Yeah. Right? Where he, like, pushes her to the side and is like, stay out of my way. No, he really wants to, like, do everything with her. And it's Carnage who's the one who pushes her to the side. And I thought that created a very interesting dynamic between Cletus and Carnage because it shows that their relationship is not symbiotic like uh, Eddie and Venom's, and, which is yep. ultimately their downfall. Um. But I loved, I loved all the, like, nods to the comic. I was so glad that Carnage called Venom father at one point. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, the only thing he refers to him as in the comics. He just calls him father. Um, because Carnage is Venom's offspring. <laughs> um, I loved, loved, loved the references to, uh, to Lethal Protector. It's a pretty famous, uh, like, Venom miniseries was called Lethal Protector. Hmm. Uh, so I liked that they just that they that they kept bringing that up. Um, but what I really loved was at the end when Venom said he loved Eddie. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yes, <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, the the effects were good. I loved the the difference between. Like Venom and Carnage, like Carnage, like Venom appears around Eddie, right? They work together. Yeah. Right. Carnage has like taken over Cletus, and Cletus more like morphs into him. And I thought that was a very just through the visual was a good way to to show the difference between their relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will say. Is in in the comics, Shriek is a symbiote as well, and I understand why for the movie they didn't make her one because they kind of needed to use her for the sake of of sound being a weakness to symbiotes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's fine. She gave a pretty good performance as well. I feel like yeah. people haven't really talked about her too much, but but that was uh, Naomi Harris, was it? 
I do not know. I think that's who. I think that's her name. Um, she did a pretty good job. She was also the. Um, she was in Pirates. She was in the Pirates movies. As the like, crab lady thing. One who sec. could like see the future or something? Uh, Tia Dalma. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Naomi Harris. Yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah. Tia Dama. Yeah, that was her. Huh. A one. Yeah, she was. She was pretty good in the movie. Um, mm -hmm. and also like, Andy Serkis did a good did a good job directing as well. Yeah, that threw me off. I didn't know he was directing it. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, hmm. He, he doesn't have a lot of directing experience under his belt, but um, I was just reading an article today that, like, uh, Tom Hardy actually was, like, the one actively seeking out the director, and, and he, wanted to, he wanted to go to Andy Serkis because, uh, because of Andy Serkis' experience working with CG characters. Hmm. Um, they never actually went with any, like, motion capture performance. Um... They had tried. They had maybe tried around with it on the first movie a little bit, and e even Tom Hardy had even talked to Andy Serkis about it then. But they were like, "No, we just don't like how it works here." And then they tested it with Woody Harrelson as Carnage on this one, and they were like, "No, we still don't want to do it." Mm -hmm. So that's At interesting. Least they gave it a shot. Yeah, and it makes sense because it's like, how do you like? what parts are you even going to motion capture, right? Because it's, it's really like all the tendrils that do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I thought that was interesting as well, the way they would show, like, just, like, there was kind of always, at any point, like a tendril of carnage sticking out of, of Cletus. He was never, like, fully contained. Mm-mm. <laughs> Um, and that was another thing too. There were we, there were just a lot more tendrils at work in this movie than in the first one. Um, but yeah, I I think it's a good movie. It it knows what it was. It didn't try to take itself too seriously, you know. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man two. Trying to be something it's not, you know. It wasn't like that. It was it was like no, we are we're Venom two. It's a story about Venom and Carnage. And that's all you need to it. I thought I thought they did a good job with that. Yeah. And then of course, we can't talk about this movie without talking about the post credit scene. Wub wub. It's shit was nuts. That was yeah. That was really some I mean I we kinda like knew that there was going to be some connection here. It, it kind of just, it had to happen. It was inevitable. Um, much like Thanos. Um, much like Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it, like, even when, like, shortly after um, Disney and Sony renegotiated their, their contract on Spider-Man, Kevin Feige, like, came right out and said, like, Spider-Man's going to be an interesting character going forward because he's going to be, like, the only person who can jump between universes. And so it's like, well, obviously he's going to be jumping between the Marvel Universe and the Sony Universe. <laughs> um, 
and that's kind of what how I suspect you know they're gonna they're gonna go towards the end of of No Way Home. He's gonna start jumping back and forth. So he's like he's gonna like do most of his like stuff in there, but he'll come back to the to the Marvel universe for team ups and such. And I do think that that creates very interesting opportunities for the character because you can by putting him in a completely different universe but still keeping him the same character it can completely change how he interacts with the world around him right because mm-hmm. it's, it's a completely different world it's like well so this is someone who's had who's had the experiences of of being in this world full of superheroes right mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden he's made he he may be the only one here what kind of pressure does that put on him yeah Right, and I, I think I think that'd be a very interesting story to explore, if they do that in the future, especially because, um, like the Craven the Hunter movie, like that'd be a great place to 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 really do that. Um, I I think perhaps the um, the the one the major concern coming into something like, especially something like Craven the Hunter, um, you know, Cra- Craven's hunting down Spider Man, right? Mm-hmm. If he has the ability to just jump between universes at will, that makes him pretty hard prey to catch. Yes. <laughs> if he can just entirely leave the universe. You're going to peace out there for a second. Yeah, so they may they may have to nerf that ability for that movie <laughs> a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, we'll see what they do. You know, I, I, I don't... <laughs> as, like, interesting as I think, like, something like that will be... I don't have the greatest confidence in Sony to handle it properly. You know, I've enjoyed the Venom movies, but you did Spider-Man 3. You did Amazing Spider-Man 2. Morbius doesn't look that great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... We we, we kind of just have to wait and see how they make it all work. But still, the, the scene itself was just awesome. Uh, I think this pretty much all but confirms... Venom to be in No Way Home, right? I would assume so. You know, it looks like he's arriving. My my theory is he's arriving just as Doctor Strange like breaks open the multiverse. You know, like we see in the trailer. Um, and you know, I've seen some people be like, "Well, how could it be then if the if on the news it looks like Peter's identity like was just revealed?" I'm like, "Do you know how the news cycle works? That's gonna be talked about constantly." They can they can still be talking about that, especially especially on the Daily Bugle dot net. They're just going for clicks. Yeah, I mean that's J. Jonah Jameson there. He talks about how much he hates Spider Man every opportunity he can get. Now, also though, it is possible that you know he he comes in at that point but gets sent back a little bit in time i mean that's what happened with gwen in uh into the spider-verse so that that is a possibility as well but i don't think that's the case um it is interesting though is are another a question this brings up is are there timelines synced up are the timelines of these movies synced up has cuz Venom Look to There Be Carnage takes place in most likely in 2020 when the movie was originally supposed to come out. Right? So, you know, 
Spider-Man Far From Home and presumably No Way Home both take place in 2024. Was, were Eddie and Venom hanging out on that beach for four years? I mean, that, it wouldn't surprise me if they were, right? It'd be an easy ex- like explanation, too. Yeah, they were, they were out in hiding or whatever. Um, or maybe like the timelines are just like, oh, well, it grabbed them from a different point in time. It's also possible. I mean, that that's kind of already what we know is happening with, with a character like Doc Ock, right? He's mm-hmm. coming from the end of Spider-Man 2, like straight out of that. So we know they can be grabbed from different points in time. The question is, is that what's happening or not? We just have to wait and see. But um, but with this with this revelation, I do come back to this this one scene in the No Way Home trailer, where a lot of people initially claimed that they thought they saw the lizard. You know, it was very. It, I think you know what shot I'm talking about. Very silhouetted yep. figure, kind of like swings forward and seems to hit some sort of like invisible barrier, and like some orange energy comes out. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. If you look at that in like in the IMAX version of the trailer, the colors are a bit more saturated. It looks a lot more like it's Venom. Where a lot of people thought they saw a tail, I see more of like a hand swiping through after reaching. Um, it looks a lot more like that. That's Venom right there. Now, the real question is, how are they going to handle this? They obviously want to do this whole, you know... Venom is, like, Venom wants Spider-Man, right? We need a fight mm-hmm. between them, of course. But this Venom's more of a good guy, right? Yeah. But he doesn't know that Spider-Man's not a bad guy. Remember, right now he's being framed for killing Mysterio, so that's a pretty easy way to make them fight for a bit, and then they can they can get clarity on it or whatever. And then and they become buds. Te- yeah, and they can team up, even. That'd be maybe, a pretty cool way of establishing, you know, Venom as like a, like an anti-hero. Too. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much like what his own movies have already done, essentially. So, yeah, I am uh, pretty excited to see where this goes. In <laughs> No Way Home, apparently the the rumor is that the next No Way Home trailer will come out in November. Which seems pretty close to the movie's release. I'd think we'd get one, you know, here in a few weeks, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe early November. I feel like it would have to be. Um, but I think I think in that trailer we're probably we'll probably see Venom. We might even see the other the other Spider Man if they want to give us that reveal. Uh, which I feel like I feel like they will because they want they I they would want to market it. Um, and also, like, just poor Andrew Garfield in all these interviews. <laughs> he's got real. he's got all these movies coming out. He 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 just he keeps having interviews to be at because he has that one the the Tammy Faye movie. I just saw today. Netflix has a movie coming out with him next month, so he's gonna be doing interviews for that too. <laughs> Man's gonna be having to answer a lot of questions. Yeah, I <laughs> this poor man. Uh, so I feel just, like I'd get annoyed continually being asked about like one yeah. movie that's not the movie too that yeah. I'm, like 
trying to promote. I mean, I mean, Emily Blunt had a had a had a similar experience recently because you know she's the she's the popular fan cast for Invisible Woman, and and there's footage of her when in an interview for um, Quiet Place Part Two. You know, the interview asks her like. So like, can you tell like Fantastic Four like what's happening with that? And she's like, you are the third interviewer in a row to ask me about that. I have no plans to be in that movie. I don't even want to do superhero movies. Please stop. You know. Yeah. And you know the fourth interviewer, right after that was going to ask her about it too, right? Because the because those are the questions that the um that the publication wants them to ask, right? That's the thing, though. How do you not ask those questions? You know, you want to be the one reporting on on the answers. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's hard. It's tough. <laughs> you know. So, I get it. Um, and I know she doesn't want to do it, but I feel like I feel like she'd be she'd be good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, get that in there real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I I mean, I know it's like her and John Krasinski as um, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman has been like the conversation's been talked to death. But I mean, it's for a good reason. It's cause it's cause they'd be good in those roles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I also thought that uh, Andrew Garfield would be a good uh, Johnny Storm. You know, give him another chance at a Marvel character, and I feel like he had the right energy for that. Oh yeah. But, you know, if they're going to have him in No Way Home as this other Spider-Man, then bringing him then in after that fact as a different character may... That'd be weird. Just be weird. Hasn't stopped these kind of, you know, hasn't stopped these kinds of things from happening before. Aaron Taylor Johnson's going to play Craven the Hunter in the Sony universe, and he was already Quicksilver. Um... You know, Chris Evans being being that other uh, Human Torch. I I feel like I feel like there's a there's a there's a non-zero chance we'll see him pop up in in Multiverse of Madness, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, these are. I feel like that's a different situation, right? You know, you're talk about you know just the order of these events happening or whatever, and such. So. And and the proximity of them happening, and you know how you're connecting the the universes to each other, it's it's different, you know. But anyway, what else did we have to to talk about today? Star Wars Visions. Star Wars, unless you had any last words to get in on Venom. No, I thought the banter was good. I thought uh, Woody Harrelson killed it, and uh, I'm looking forward to the new Spider-Man. Yeah. All right. Um. Yes, yeah, Star Wars Visions. What What'd you think of that? I actually loved it. <laughs> it was really cool. I um, need more of that, like now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. You know, let's let's get the the one thing out of the way. The whole. There, I see all these people co- complaining. Star Wars Visions is too much, too much Japanese influence. Well, first of all, it's an anime. <laughs> what'd you right. expect? Second of all, it's Star Wars. Too much, too much Japanese influence on Star Wars. Hello. Star Question Wars mark? is uh, based on samurai movies. <laughs> so get out of here with that. Um, 
Anyway, what would you say was your favorite episode? The very first one. I see. It's either the, actually, it's either the first one or the second one. Or the second one. See, I didn't love the second one that much. I, see, I... Maybe just because it wasn't as, like, based around action. I mean, it was still cool. It just, like... I don't know. I feel like it was one of the less interesting ones. And see, I think Star Wars needs more of that stuff. Like, where it's not all about the Skywalkers. It's not mm-hmm. all about, like, the galactic people all the time. Like, it's just normal... Because there's just normal-ass people mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe. Like, show us more of their stories. Like, what's it like to live in this city? Like, yeah, <laughs> give I me, was... like, a super dra- dramatic movie about, like, I don't know, living in a certain planet or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I will I like say it stuff. was it was interesting that that was pretty much the only episode it, not pretty much that was the only episode to feature uh, pre-established characters mm-hmm. um, with Jabba and uh, Boba Fett and you know some other people so that was that was interesting um, another one of my favorites was the twins the third episode. See that was one. That was one where was, I think that was probably my second least favorite. Really? Yeah. I just thought I thought it just the animation was really cool. I, that was the one where I was like, "Wow, Star Wars really works well in two D animation," and I want more two mm-hmm. D animated Star Wars. I loved the like the way that you could like see the Force kind of. Um, I thought the like lightsaber whips were really cool. I like that one a lot. Um, going back, I feel like we maybe skipped over talking about episode one. At this point, let's just go through each episode. We skipped All over right. episode one a little bit. Um, so so let's linger on that a little bit. The umbrella lightsaber. That was pretty cool. Yeah, this shit was wild. Um, I loved the, the color in the episode. How, like, the only colors were, like, the lightsabers and, like, a few other lights. Stylistically, I think it was the most well-rounded out of all of them. Yeah. Like it had one clear theme, and they went for mm-hmm. it, and they just aced it. To be honest, I'm kind of disappointed it was the first one, because yeah. it set my expectations so high for the rest of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Um, anyway, episode four, The Village Bride. That one was, like, kind of boring until the end. The end of it, like, the end fight was really cool, but I was kind of mm-hmm. bored up to that. Yeah. Um, it did also feel weird that, like, the whole, like, there's, like, this, oh, this mystery about, oh, who's this character? They, you know, they cover, they cover her face with the mask, and there there seems to be some mystery about her true identity. But who she was didn't really matter at all. Like, she's just some, like, new, it's like, okay, yeah, she was a Jedi or whatever, but, like, she's some, she's not some pre-established character. I think this was at the point where I realized, okay, they're not really going to, like, use a bunch of pre-established characters in this in this yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ninth Jedi, that one was really cool. Yeah, I liked that one a lot too. With the um, with the various like I like I thought the like concept of like oh I I tempered the Kyber so that so that the color will be determined by the wielder, mm-hmm. which it you know. This obviously being non-canon, they can do something like that. I don't think that's you know a thing that would really work that well in the established canon of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But that creates a very cool um, moment where they just all unveil red lightsabers. Yeah. 
Um, and then, although it was kind of weird where they were just like, I know this isn't you. I'm sorry. Their darkness corrupted me or whatever. Yeah, that was the only part that had me fucked up. I was too. like, what? Huh? That that was a very quick turnaround with yeah. no explanation. Like, your explanation was shit, man. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, and it was cool, like, how, like, at first, like, the girl, like, it, her lightsaber didn't have a color. And then, like, at the end of the episode, it was, like, green, I think. Yeah, it had, like, a faint greenish color yeah. to it. Um, the next one, T-O-B-1. That was, like, the Astro Boy style one. I liked the art style on that. And Looked that like one... Astro Boy. That one was my least favorite, but it was probably my second or third favorite art style. Hmm. I I mean, it. the pacing of it was a little weird, but I, I did like the... I thought just the idea of, like, a droid Jedi was cool. Kind of. Um... It was kind of weird that it was that he was like he was like, I'll let you become a Jedi if you find a Kyber crystal, and then the like Kyber crystal was inside him. Yeah. And I was like, huh? That, what? Okay. My biggest gripe with this episode is gonna sound really weird because it's more of like why I liked Episode Two so much, but I would have liked the episode to just be about this robot that pretty much just continues this legacy and like the whole planet we just watched the whole planet over the course of years just like be populated and people mm-hmm. start moving there and stuff like that i would have loved that just because of the world building aspect of it i did that like was where i was the, really hoping it would go i did like seeing the planet develop a little bit that was cool um and maybe yeah maybe that's a really stupid gripe for not <laughs> liking the episode but <laughs> it's still a really good episode um, and then next was the elder. That one was was pretty interesting. Um, that one was definitely just more about like animating a cool fight than the story of it. But the fight was really cool. I liked how um, uh, the two big points for the fight that I really liked were uh, one, it was that slower, like methodical dancing that fighting with lightsabers is supposed to be. It wasn't like just this massive like all out thing when the elder and then the master were going at it like mm-hmm. there was a purpose with every swing and stuff and then the second thing i really liked was when it was raining and the rain hit the lightsaber yes. and you could see the steam come off the lightsaber that i was like was that cool. shit is fucking dope that that was really cool um and then uh lop, lop and ocho i like that one a bit there's like a cool like family story to that one and it's mm-hmm. just it was about someone watching their their sister like fall to the dark side or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird that she was a furry, but you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was kind of thinking. I was like, okay, this like, isn't Star Wars. Like, now. Right. I mean, like, I mean, I guess like it's a, it's a large it's a large galaxy. There, you know, bound to be some crazy shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna be honest. The last one, I I have no memory of at all. Uh, the last one was where the dude was being escorted by the princess that was banished from the city. Oh yeah, it was like the farmer dude or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think and I then, really paid attention that much at that point. I was kind of just like, okay, it's the final episode. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> just it get was, it done with. It was pretty average. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, like a like a fun concept for um you know Star Wars like translates really well to anime. I didn't think it mm-hmm. would translate so well. Um, you know, a, I wouldn't mind a second season. 
you know, maybe not like super soon. Give you know, give the studios plenty of time to make it. Like, like honestly, in like three years' time, revisit the concept. Like, don't come right back to it like next year or something. But like in three years, I'd I'd be I'd be down to to see more of it, right? See, I'm like, I want more of that shit like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I'm just worried about a, a i don't want it to become stale because even like by the last episode i was like okay i'm a little bored of this now i'm um, like i just said i didn't even really pay that much attention to the last episode mm-hmm. um and b i just want to make sure they have plenty of time to make them <laughs> so yeah honestly though even though it's non-canon i saw very few reasons why it couldn't be canon for real that was kind of what i was thinking the whole time because i didn't know it was non-canon going into it Mm. i just knew it was star wars (laughs) Mm -hmm. like only a couple things like the tempered kyber changing the color of the saber it's like you can't really like introduce that in a thing like this because because you would need to establish it otherwise because that's a pretty big thing but that's like one of the few things where i was like like, I feel like most of this could, could fit. It's a wide galaxy. These things don't really interact with the other parts, with the other stories. Like, these could just be stories that happened. But even still, I think he could still easily explain the tempered Kyber. Because, like, even in our world, there's tons of professions that are ancient that are dying out where there's only a few people in the world who know how to do it. Mm. That guy could have just gone into hiding, and he's one of the last dudes that knows how to do it in the galaxy. That's a That's a fair point, actually. All right, moving on to our to our last topic of the week, unless you had anything last else to say. Nah, I loved it. I liked Visions a lot. That's pretty fun. Um, something we wanted to talk about last week. We're a little late to this discussion now. You know, it came out a couple weeks ago. But the new Lil Nas X album, Montero the album, I liked it. I did I really, too. I really, really liked it. Did you see the um, the little like uh, YouTube premiere he did leading up to the to the album drop? I did not. Oh, it was fun. He did like a little, like a little talk show thing where he was like, he's like counting down my favorite, uh, my favorite music videos. And so he would just like play a clip of each of them. But it was just like a fun little like ten minute skit of just him. like you know how he he he's done a few of those skits where he like plays all the characters and mm-hmm. they're just all making fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> he he did like a little one of that where he's just on a talk show. I liked it. Um, and then at the end, he 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 uh, goes into labor, and then he's rushed to the hospital and gives birth to the album. <laughs> because remember, he had the whole the whole yep, like yeah the whole pregnancy thing. thing. Yep. Um, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I liked it a lot. Um, and then right after that, alongside the the drop of the album, it was the he also had the music video for uh, "That's What I Want." Which was a really good music video. I haven't seen the music video. No. Oh God. Well, you'll have to you'll have to take a look at it once we're done here, I guess. Um, but yeah, let's let's just kind of go through each of these songs. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I can't tell all of them by their titles, but certainly some of them. I mean, it starts with Montero, which we've already discussed. We've already talked about. Um, but then when it goes into to Dead Right Now is the next one. I really liked Dead Right Now. I thought that was a... I thought that one that one was good. That one was very much him, like, reflecting on his journey a little bit, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like that. Uh, next was Industry Baby. We discussed. That's what I want. Really good. Like I said, the music video really good. Um, yeah, I I, I like that one a lot. Um, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. We don't need to talk about like every single one because Abe and I said we can't. Like I can't remember like all of them just by their title. But mm-hmm. the the one that I do just really want to talk about specifically is uh, is one of me featuring Elton John. I thought that one was a little strange. I like I like the song a lot. I think it's really good. I think it's strange that you have Elton John featured, but he doesn't sing on it. Um, they kind of expected almost. Yeah, he but he just he just played the piano at the end of it, which I mean he's a great pianist, <laughs> obviously. But it, it 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 is strange to have have such such an iconic name like Elton John. I was definitely expecting to hear him sing on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, still like a really good song though. They didn't sing together on the album, but they have commercials together now for Uber Eats. <laughs> they do. They have the Uber Eats. I do. I do like it. They're like wearing each other's like iconic <laughs> yeah. outfits. I do think yeah. It's well, now Sexy's on like the big feather one, and um, <laughs> Elton John has the pink cowboy outfit. It's like, you don't have any bangers in Nash? What? <laughs> you don't have any money? <laughs> uh, yeah, Anyways. I, I say probably my favorite song from the album is, is either, like, one of those three I mentioned, Dead Right Now, That's What I Want, or um, One of Me. Um... It's pretty good. I think if I, oh, if I, if you like had to really pressure me like right now to pick one, I'd probably say that's what I want. Fair play. I'll have to watch this music video now. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, like right now? Are you watching it right now? No, 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 not right okay. now. I mean, like after. Okay. I mean, you've done that before, where you just start watching something in the middle of recording. So. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> not right now. Okay. <laughs> um. Good album though. Yeah. I thought it was great. a solid seven and a half out of ten. Great album. That's I, a good album. I, I feel like I'm I'm struggling to say things about it, um, just because it it's kind of it's been a while. It's been out for for a hot minute at this point. But I did you know when it came out, I listened to it front to back a couple times. Um, actually that weekend was the reason it's been so long is because that's week that weekend was weekend I was out of town. So while I was driving to where I was going, I listened to it uh, front to back a couple times as well um but it has like the experience of the entire album has kind of like dwindled away a little bit for me Mm -hmm. um but i do i do listen to like a lot of the like i i have a lot of them on my playlist that i put on when i'm at work so i still hear a lot of the songs a lot i also really liked the album art the album the art album was art, fucking dope. Yeah, I was going to bring up the album art. He's he's done a great job on all the album art. Have you also noticed that it's um, it's repeating, up to uh, top to bottom. If you put it, if you were to put it like right below itself, it would it would loop. Huh. Yep. With it the is. water flowing and. That's pretty sick. I actually think it does side to side as well, but I'm not as confident about that. It looks like it could. Looks like it could. I um. There's certain parts of it. I'm looking at it right now that I don't see where it would connect on the other side. But yeah. 
Anyway. Um. Good. Good album. I. Hmm. I kind of thought I'd have more to say in this discussion. <laughs> um, it's hard to talk about, like, unless you're listening to an album nonstop on repeat. I feel like it's hard to remember everything. Yeah. If well, you're not and, listening to it for like two or three weeks in a row. Yeah, and and music is just uh, kind of hard to talk about in general. <laughs> as yeah, well, can, yeah. Unless you unless like, you really know music. Yeah, unless you really know music, which you know music a bit more than I do. You you have some some experience making music. And not a lot though. <laughs> you made our theme song. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's not even that good. <laughs> and well, and you didn't even make it to be our theme song. You just sent it to me, and I was like, "Can I use that as a theme song?" <laughs> I really yeah. like it. I thought I think Fuck. it's really good. Fuck it, why not? So, yeah. And there it is. And there it is. Well, hey, since we're running out of things to say, maybe that theme song should start playing here pretty soon. <laughs> wow. <Well, yeah. laughs> uh, unless you had anything else to say. No, that was yeah. a busy week. Busy, busy week. Oh, you know, last week was like even busier. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. we were talking about this. Yeah, and next week we're gonna have. Next week should maybe settle a little bit. We can we can cover some some topics that we're kind of we're but we've been behind on, uh, including Free Guy. You finally saw Free Guy, right? I did see Free Guy. All right, so we should be able to talk about that next week, unless it's suddenly there's like a ton of stuff that just comes up. I don't know. Which, who knows? (laughs) It's possible. It could always happen. Well, anyway. That's going to be it from from us. So, uh, goodbye. Adios. And here comes that theme song. Actually, should I...